Our first preview service was scheduled for March 15th, 2020. <laughs> and if anyone finds that date familiar, that is the date that Columbus announced the lockdown yeah. for uh, for COVID. Yeah. So um, we had the um, the Dublin Rec Center booked. We paid I don't know seven eight hundred dollar deposit. We uh, had all this equipment, you know, we made banners, coffee machines, like the works, you know, Yeah, we we're ready to go. And then, um, something like 24 hours before we get a call from the rec center and they're like, we're so sorry to tell you this, but we're, we have to shut down and we have to cancel your event. Hey, I'm Chad and I'm Jason. And we're talking all things church planting, sharing stories and strategies to help you reach your city. This is the send Columbus podcast. All right, we are back with the Send Columbus podcast, and today we are joined by one of our few two-time guests. Two-time. Actually. Oh. Isaac Sir. I'm honored to be part of this exclusive club. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there are, there are probably only about three people. Two-timers? Okay. Two-timers. And 55 episodes or so. So yeah, I'm pretty Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why we wanted to have Isaac on was because Isaac was the one that kind of catalyzed our decision to change up the podcast a little bit. Yeah. So if you hate it, it's Isaac's fault. Yeah. It's my fault. Yeah. (laughs) It's all him. If you want us to go back to the way we used to do things... You, what's your, I'll, what's your gladly email address? Be the, <laughs> yeah. I'll gladly be the scapegoat. What's your you. number? Five 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 two four two four. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And you were the catalyst also for this kind of first series on the church post COVID. Yeah. Cool. It, it was the the meeting we had with you and sitting down and hearing you like process uh, your experience in COVID. That was like, oh man, this is this is really fascinating. I, we really enjoyed the conversation, yeah. so we thought it'd be fun to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking well, forward to it. Before we get into the COVID stuff, why don't you just, if people haven't listened to their the first podcast with you, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself and Chroma and um, kind of how you got in Columbus? Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm Isaac. My wife is Hannah. We've been in Columbus for about seven years. We came in 2015, uh, and then we planted Chroma uh, end of 2019. But I guess we'll get into the the whole story of the timing there, but yeah, yeah um, earlier than um, we realized, and then uh, uh, pandemic hit. Um, we struggled through that, but uh, yeah, we're we're growing now, and we're in Dublin. We're at the uh, Davis Middle School um, by Sawmill and Hard Road, and yeah, we're multi ethnic church, multi generational church. Uh, God has brought yeah people from all backgrounds and ethnicities and races and even generations. So we have. Uh, our youngest member is probably 18, and our old, oldest member is like 76, I want to say. Wow. So, yeah, but we're just, you know, one big family. Everyone loves each other. We're getting along, and uh, yeah, just excited for what God is doing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So you alluded to it a little bit in your intro, but why don't you tell everyone, when was your supposed to be launch day? <laughs> right. So this is kind of a funny <laughs> story. So... Um, yeah, we started meeting with our launch team, uh, fall of 2019. And so for a few months, we're just praying, you know, praying for vision and decided on a name and got our, you know, mission and all the paperwork. Um, and then we were planning for our first, um, preview service. So we're going to follow the typical, I guess, attractional model. Uh, the plan was to do six preview services once a month Mm. and just build momentum and kind of lead toward a big launch day. That was our plan. 
Yeah. And so our first preview service was scheduled for March 15th, 2020. <laughs> and if anyone finds that date familiar, that is the date that Columbus announced the lockdown yeah. for, uh, for COVID. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we had the, um, the Dublin Rec Center booked. Mm. We paid, I don't know, seven, $800 deposit. We uh, had all this equipment, you know, we made banners, coffee machines, like the, the works, you know, yeah. we were ready to go. And then um, something like 24 hours before we get a call from the Rec Center and they're like, we're so sorry to tell you this, but we're, we have to shut down and we have to cancel your event. And wow. so I just remember, um, you know, I was at my part-time job at the, at the time. And I just remember like my heart sinking and like going into panic mode. I ran into the parking lot and I called my wife. I called Hannah. I'm just like, Hannah, um, you won't believe what just happened. And I told her the whole thing. And so we had this maybe two minute moment of just sheer panic. Like, what are we going to do? What are mm. we going to do? And then we just felt like the peace of the Holy Spirit really coming upon us. Mm. And like just in his quiet voice saying, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So um, we took a deep breath and then we, we pivoted real quick. And we're like, hey, uh, you know, we, we could do something. Let's, let's get a room. And so we found a room at Cohatch, a Worthington location, and called a couple of friends. And we just did like a Facebook Live service. So it was our first virtual service, but we knew nothing. I mean, we knew nothing about virtual ministry. I had never even used Facebook Live before. That was my mm, first time yeah, using yeah. Facebook Live. And well, I, you really, know. you only used Facebook Live back then if you were like a raving narcissist, <laughs> <laughs> right? What <laughs> like, are you saying about Isaac? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm, like no, I'm just the kidding. only people I knew who used Facebook Live was like, Hey guys, right, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing a live, and it's like, why am I getting this notification? Yeah. Who who does right, this kind yeah. of thing? You know? Yeah, yeah. So I had no idea, but yeah. you know, because you were because you're not a narcissist. I'm not a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or those mark multi level marketing. Oh, Facebook lives too. That's, that's, that's yeah. that can yeah. happen too. Yeah, so. yeah. So it was just three of us in the room. You know, a friend and uh, kind of manned the camera, quote unquote. I you know I I gave my sermon the best I could and. Yeah, um, that's how we started. Yeah, so, so you guys were preparing for this moment, this preview service. That I mean, obviously you'd been working beforehand, but this was really your like, okay, this is our first big step mm -hmm. into planting. You've been preparing for that moment for a long time. Sure. Yeah. Um, months of assessment, pre-assessment. Um, preparing your team. I mean, you, you, you just had done a lot of work and then it comes to this moment and it's just like that. Boom. Yeah. So process with us a little bit, you, you mentioned it, but what was the level of disappointment that you were really wrestling with? Yeah. Um, you know, it's weird. I was kind of reflecting on some of these things with Hannah, uh, last night and a few nights before. And, uh, it's it's amazing how fuzzy our memories have gotten in just yeah you know two years yeah it hasn't even been been that long but it feels like an eternity ago mm -hmm. and so we really had to like dig deep through the archives to try to remember how we were thinking and feeling back then mm. like I even remember saying things like like why didn't we just connect with more people on an individual basis and like oh yeah that's right 
there were, we couldn't even leave the house. Yeah, no one could, <laughs> like yeah. it's just we forgot so much of how mm. it was. It was pretty. It was pretty s- serious, you know. Anyway, that's kind of an aside. Yeah. Um, but your question is, yeah, the level of disappointment. Um, yeah, I think it was pretty palpable. Um, you know, we had all those big plans, and and and, and I think mixed with the disappointment, there was a lot of confusion and just mm. not knowing how long this was going to go on for. So I remember, um, I look back at some of my emails and stuff. I think I was a bit of a, a skeptic about this whole pandemic. I, I was one of those uh, people that was saying, you know, this is just going to blow over. Everyone's over-exaggerating. You know, I, I said, this is just going to be like the flu. It's going to be yeah. over in a month. Two yeah. weeks, flatten the curve. Yeah, flatten the curve, right. Yeah. Yes, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't overwhelm our health system. Yeah, we'll be wine, back, we'll wine be with the me. wine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like so mad at those people who, you know, are hoarding all the toilet paper and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm still, whatever yeah. the reason is. Yeah. 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 I just, it just made me so angry. You weren't a hoarder? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So I think I was optimistically hoping that we could do another in-person service the month after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was my plan. Just soldier on. We're still going to make this work. And... I don't know, maybe it was denial or just ignorance of how bad the situation was. But Well, in, yeah. in our defense, this was our first global pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's no don't playbook. It doesn't tell you, like, when things are going to turn around. Those yeah. don't come along every hundred years or no, they, so, yeah. right? So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in your defense. It sure. Was, it was yeah. hard to know. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody knew how this would affect people, how it would affect kids, how would it, it, it we just had no idea how it yeah. work when do you think you realized that this was going to be more do, do you know like when you realized you're going to have to pivot and this isn't going to work out the way you kind of thought it was not too long after that i think okay. you know like we were like everyone else following the news every single day and you know just following the developments it was not getting better and so um i think we were um you know i think had and i you know if if the question comes up, like, you know, do you have any regrets or would you do anything different? Um, honestly, I think we did almost the best that we could. Right. Mm-hmm. And and we were just reflecting again. We were talking last night and we just remembered all the things that we tried. And some of them were silly and some of them were just like, OK, you know, why did we do that? But at the end of the day, I think we were able to say, like, we really tried mm-hmm. and. And yeah, we're, you know, not everything worked the way we thought it would, but um, we have no regrets in that area, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think some hindsight, yeah, there's some things that maybe we, we could have done a little different, but um, yeah, we, we quickly realized that things were not going to go to normal. Um, and so one of the things that we did right away, I think a few weeks after our, our planned previous service, was uh, we were hearing from all of our friends, even friends overseas, we have a lot of friends in Korea because we lived there for 10 years. Um, and we're just hearing how discouraged everyone was. There was so much discouragement. There was so much confusion. And so we thought, wouldn't it be cool if we did a daily, pod, uh, not podcast, live stream? Yeah. Yeah. If we did a live stream every evening just to encourage people. Yeah. And that was your pivot. That was our major pivot. Yeah. 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 And so um, we, we still did monthly previous services but you know we did those as videos and so we just kind of made these like 45 minute videos um you know probably super embarrassing to look back on them now um but yeah we still did that but in between we 
we live stream every day and we did it for 90 90 evenings straight what wow. yeah 90 evenings straight yeah i guess so we didn't have much to do but still <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah there there wasn't really a ton of content out there you know uh, uh-huh. and and a lot of churches were really struggling to to cope with not meeting Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I do think you know uh, there there wasn't a lot out there in, in terms of online uh, initially. So yeah, you guys were 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 there, and it was nine o'clock, right? Was we changed nine? times a few times. I can't okay. remember. Yeah, I think it okay. might have been nine o'clock. Yeah, Sheppy's in bed. Yeah, yeah, we did it after exactly, <laughs> and you're <laughs> down at the keyboard and uh-huh. you know playing some music, doing yeah. some worship, and giving a giving a word. Yeah. yeah, and the first few weeks were pretty amazing. I mean, we had like almost a hundred people watching the first few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, uh, according to even our numbers today with our live stream, uh, that, that was a lot. So mm-hmm. I think it was filling a need yeah. and, uh, people were just glad to be encouraged. So that's kind of how we started. Yeah. The first early days. You've mentioned it, um, alluded to it, but one of, one of the things that stood out to me is you did say at lunch a few weeks back, if I could do it again, mm-hmm. kind of roll roll through that. You you mentioned it here, but kind of roll through. Okay, you're March 2020 again. COVID hits. What would you do different? What would your plan look like? What do you think you would? Knowing what you know now, yeah, knowing, yeah, what knowing you know. What hindsight's know now. 2020. Right, right. Give us your 2020 hindsight because yeah. I I would never have been able to figure this out without <laughs> no, without hindsight. Idea. Yeah, um, yeah, a few things. I think. Um, the kind of messages that I recorded or um, or when I gave uh, live, I think I would definitely change the tone, the contents, you know, just even the um, even the purpose of it. Like, yeah, I think the, the, the messages that I ended up doing back then were uh, more formal, you know, try to recreate the pulpit experience as much as possible. And now that I look back on it, I think that was perhaps a little silly or unrealistic. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would probably just do it kind of like this, you know, very informal, conversational, um, Mm -hmm. definitely shorter, more digestible. Um, So that's one change uh, I think we could have made. And the other thing was, um, even though it was hard to meet with people, I still think that there was probably a way to engage people one-on-one, you know, whether through Zoom or phone calls or, or whatever, but I think that's something that we would have done mm-hmm. uh, if we if we had known to just invest more in individual people. We didn't have a big group, so I think for the longest time we were about twelve people mm-hmm. for like a whole year, yeah, and just didn't couldn't we couldn't find anyone else, yeah. Um, but yeah, those twelve people were really great. They're still with us. A lot of them are in um, some kind of leadership role at Chroma today. But yeah, had I had the chance, or you know, if I can go back in time, I would spend more time somehow with each individual, just yeah. getting to know them, just going deeper. Um, and then I think the last thing that comes to mind, and it, again, I don't know exactly how, but just trying to have more fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like yeah. that 2020 was just kind of a big downer. It was. <laughs> it was the yeah, whole very year. serious it the was. whole year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, like it's hard to, to, feel good when you don't in see the, the moment, light yeah. in the moment. Yeah. But now that we're kind of out of it, you know, I think yeah. the pandemic is more or less over. Um, but yeah, there's just so much that we could have 
so much fun we could have had, you know, yeah. jokes and games and just good memories, you know. Yeah. So I, I wish we could have formed some better memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I, I, I do feel like we really tried our best. Yeah. You know, one of the things that uh, Hannah reminded me of was um, she started this, like, food delivery ministry mm-hmm. where um, – and, and you were part of that, Chad. We – you were one of the people that we uh, delivered a meal to. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. Sorry, I don't know if I knew you back then, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> it was I mean, it was November 2020, I think, when yeah, we met. Yeah, so you were. It's fine. Yeah, okay, it's fine. Sorry. This, this was, this was uh, PJ, pre-Jason. Pre-Jason. Pre-Jason yeah. yeah. What I, a dark time that. I really <laughs> was sad when that ended, too, because I was hoping we would get more of your <laughs> delicious <laughs> food. If you want more Hannah's cooking, I'll very, be happy to. It was very good. Yeah, you drove out to Delaware, uh-huh. uh, which was not a small drive. And I think Sheppy was with you. You just were. Yeah. I think he was at the back. Just and enjoying just, the ride. Yeah. And, you know, here here we are, like, supposed to be caring for you as your send network <laughs> leadership and you're like bringing us food and it, it was well, really I mean, thoughtful. You, you do a lot yeah. for us, but mm. yeah, I mean just the simple thing of cooking someone a meal and then yeah. delivering it to them, you know, we, we could do that safely, social distance and everything, but that was just one way that we felt like we could you know, touch people in a, yeah. in a meaningful way. That's cool. That's cool. Um, one of the things you were talking about is that your 12 or so people um, are still with you today, which I think is really, really cool that um, rare yeah, and rare. Yeah, for sure. Usually core team doesn't stick around. Mm. So really statistically. Oh, yeah. Most okay. of them. Sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. Um, but it just got me thinking, like, I wonder if some of that time with that core team where it was just you guys and you had that whole year to kind of just pour into them maybe that was a blessing so maybe what are some of the blessings that you saw coming out of covid um, that maybe you you didn't see in the moment yeah you know now that you mention it i I do feel that there is truth to that you know like um i just said that i wish we had you know we made more memories and we did more things but we we did do things you know we do have some good memories so i I don't want to cast you know 2020 in uh, overly negative light um so yeah we had a lot of like Zoom Bible studies. Um, we did get eventually, after our preview services were done, we got into a rhythm of meeting on Zoom every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, eventually we, we realized, I think this was toward the end of 2020, that we couldn't treat these people simply as a launch team anymore, but we had to actually treat them as a congregation and we had to pastor them, you know, uh, because, I mean, they, they need, they need spiritual um nourishment and, and someone to uh to lead them so yeah so around that time in the 2020 we started meeting um regularly on zoom and so yeah. we kind of had like our sunday service but mm-hmm. yeah a lot of great memories there um and we did play games like you know uh have you heard of these i think jackbox games yeah yeah those are awesome yeah <laughs> yeah so there, there are these like um online versions of like typical games that you would play oh, like nice. dictionary or or yeah, they have a whole whole bunch. But we 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 played Jackpot games together. Oh, fun! Yeah, uh, with the kids because the kids really like them. So I think that bonding time um, did play a role in helping them feel connected and helping them feel like Chroma is family. Mm-hmm. Um, so part of the reason, yeah, pr- probably one of the reasons that they're still with us today. Uh, yeah. it, it's funny you, you say we forget. I, I do think that's really true. We have like COVID amnesia or whatever. <laughs> but I remember being outside with our neighbors and because outside was really you know coming out of winter mm-hmm. outside kind of became this safe place yeah 
that you could you could go without a mask. You could go. Right. Y- you could do whatever you wanted. You could leave your house. You know. Yep. And I, so I remember being on the sidewalk and playing with neighbors and our kids playing with kids. And there was like this moment where you had to gauge where every parent was, <laughs> where you were looking at them and you're like, "Is this okay? Yeah, is this okay? <laughs> like, are you comfortable with our kids playing together? Yeah, or, or being yeah. in because kids don't have a proximity." They don't social distance well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> they, they just don't. don't. Yeah. Most adults don't, much less children. And so you you kind of look at each other like, and it's like it's fine, we're fine, you know, or yeah. or not. But uh, but even that, you just forget of like even you're being outside, your kids playing with other kids. There was like this unwritten rule of is this okay? Yeah, and that's really interesting uh-huh. too. Like one of the things that I think there's so much polarization in 2020, and I wonder if some of it was just because in real time. Like, very obviously, you're seeing the complete opposite life and world philosophy right now play out on, can my kids play with you right now? Right. (laughs) Like, when else does that happen? Like, when does that happen? And so I feel like that maybe, like, as you were saying that, I was like, no wonder it was so polarized. Like, you didn't even know if you were allowed to have your kids play together or not, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. 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 For real. Uh, What you just shared about, you know, playing in the front yard just reminded me. We had so many conversations just um, at our front door. Yeah. 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 So Hannah and I, you know, would stand at the door and then whoever's visiting would stand like eight feet away uh, on, you know, on, on the, the walkway. And yeah, we had so many conversations. And I just remember this feeling of like everyone just wanted to stick around and because yeah. they missed the human contact. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that was kind of good. That was that was a blessing. As yeah. Well. My daughter was born in May of 2020. And so we had a meal train that people around the church were bringing us meals and stuff. And it was the same thing. It was like people didn't want to leave. And I was like, I'm tired of standing in my (laughs) front door. Like, uh, please just hand me the food and you can anyway. But (laughs) yeah, no, but you did. You missed the human interaction around a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how to try to think of missions when you literally couldn't go to another country. Mm-hmm. Couldn't leave your country. Couldn't so missions kind of became this nece- necessary local, like loving your actual neighbor right. that you live next to. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, the only person that you can <laughs> reach. Yeah, right. yeah, like yeah. it's not our metaphorical neighbor anymore. Like uh-huh. whoever you come across on the road, like yeah. the S- Good Samaritan. It's like literally who you live next to, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is such a unique thing but but really a gift uh, yeah. I, I think we benefited a lot from getting to know our neighbors and they almost you were talking about your core team earlier they almost became a part of our quarantine pod is that what we called them you oh know, yeah people, pods that's right yeah. pod yeah was it my pod? bubble uh-huh. your bubble, yeah. bubble. Yeah. maybe it was your bubble I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah. but it was like a group of people that you basically decided you would kind of do life with mm-hmm. and if you got sick or they got sick you just kind of accepted it yeah yeah. i don't know i don't know how to describe it but but the the, our neighbors kind of became part of our our pod yeah you know uh in in that season absolutely yeah (laughs) that's That's funny it's so weird remembering these (laughs) it is so maybe talk a little bit about i think one of the kind of fascinating things to me about what you said is um how do you think the church is different uh, or maybe even another question is, how do you think the church should be different? Kind of now that I know that 
we say COVID's you know over. I think the the global health crisis that it was, it's no longer kind of that. Yeah, we know people are obviously affected by it and stuff. But what do you think? You got thoughts on on the church kind of post? Yeah, um, I've heard I've been hearing a lot about authenticity and how um, God was perhaps purging the church of a lot of its performance kind of mentality. And, you know, this is not uh, an issue that only affects larger churches. I mean, even smaller churches can fall into that, right? Where you're just kind of like putting on a show almost. And um, I think a lot of people can, they just see through that. Mm. They just see through it. And especially millennials and Gen Z, you know, they just have no tolerance at all for inauthenticity. So I think one of the things my my gut feeling is that God was just bringing the church back to a place of real authentic connection, right? It's just me, you, no titles, no you know fancy you know show, and um, I think that's healthy. I think that was required, necessary for the church. Mm. Um, I do see kind of a shift in even discipleship st- strategies, right? Where uh, kind of before, maybe there were um, a lot of like programs and, and larger group things, and now people tend to gravitate toward smaller, kind of more intimate mm-hmm. settings. Um, you know, even this concept of micro groups, right, mm-hmm. which is like a group of like three or four, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm, I'm hearing more of that these days, and that's something that we tried out at Chroma as well. Yeah, uh, with you know some mixed results. Uh, we're s- still kind of experimenting with it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's. Definitely a draw there. Um, and then lastly, um, yeah, uh, something that you just mentioned about, like connecting with your neighbors. Um, uh, now that we have this option of watching services from home, because I think a lot of churches are still live streaming. We're yeah. still live streaming too, yeah. right? And so we've encouraged our members, like, hey, if, if you want to have a neighbor over and watch the service you know, in your living room, right, that's an option now. Yeah, and and there's kind of like a, it's a new way to do evangelism because these mm. people some people are still not comfortable going into a church building, right? You know, but they might be willing to go to your house for lunch or something. So, um, yeah, those are some thoughts. There's probably a lot more, but you know, there's better experts to ask. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, if more come to you, you know, as we're talking, that'd be good. I, I, I think you're onto something that stood out to me. All those were good thoughts, but the the less programming. Is, is a fascinating thing to me mm-hmm. because I think there there were probably, <laughs> like, so many companies and churches were no exceptions, killed things during COVID that they wanted to get rid of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, used COVID as an excuse. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. COVID, supply chain issues due to COVID. It's like, no, you just don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> like, we had paper listening guides, and they... They got killed during COVID. Paper listening guides? Like, yeah. you mean for like messages? Yeah. That people got when they came in. We were still doing those. Oh, wow. And uh, do you remember how much? I forget how much it was. I Probably we shouldn't say. I feel like I shouldn't say. Yeah, it, was, it was. I mean, yeah, that's, that's going to be a The cost. monthly yeah. cost uh-huh. for okay. our three to four campuses right. was was a lot. Ridiculous, yeah. And, and, and I think for us, it was an opportunity to say, hey, maybe we should get rid of these anyway, Yeah, but we're not going to hand out paper uh-huh. to people during COVID. Uh-huh. Like we're just not going to do that. Um, so I think programs like people couldn't do Sunday school. Mm-hmm. 
they couldn't do Wednesday night. They couldn't that they couldn't do certain programmic things. And so yeah, there was this kind of slimming down, trimming down. Like we just want to get back to Sunday morning. Period. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder if that wasn't a little bit of a welcome, especially for church leaders, like pastors who are expected to lead those other ministries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that was that's a good insight, I think. I wonder how much of that is here to stay. Yeah, yeah. And then one other thing that comes to mind right now is um, the greater awareness on, on mental health. I think yes. that is a big one. Yes. Um, I mean, in, you know, in the church or just in broader both? Both, but yeah, yeah, definitely in the church. Praise God in the church. Yeah, because you know, mental health was has always been there. It's always been an issue. Yeah, but I feel like it's just become so front and center, and whatever taboo there was about talking about it, I think has largely been lifted. Mm-hmm. Just it's just a reality. A lot yeah. of people went through, you know, depression and loneliness. Maybe you know, uh, there's some studies that showed suicide rates, drug use went up by mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, and so, yeah, now we're talking about it and, and, uh, you know, we don't have to hide behind things like, oh, you know, everything's okay. Like, no, we went through a pandemic, right? Everyone is not okay to some degree. Mm. And so we get to kind of heal together and explore those things together. So I, I think that's a big win. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, we hear stories all the time of even pastors, you know, like going through some really hard times and. Yeah, falling out of ministry because of mental health. Yes. Yeah. I think even, so kind of, I have thoughts about both things that you guys said that, like, I think it's both, like, programs and also, like, people don't want to be a number in a system, I feel like, anymore. Like, I feel like that, like, need for human connection was, like, almost, like, re-enlightened with, on top of the fact that I think you're right, that Gen Z and millennials, they just value authenticity so much. Yeah. And I feel like the mixture of those two things, like, if you're doing high systems and you're not highly relational and you can't really truly care for the people that are in your church, then like you're going to, I think your church is going to suffer a little bit. Right. I'm um, in this post COVID world. Um, and then shoot, I thought, forgot what you, what I was going to say about what, what you were going to say, but um, I'll, I'll add that um, life point has pivoted. I think a lot in the last 12 months and we didn't offer a whole lot of care opportunities. We didn't have a grief group. We didn't weren't doing divorce care. Mm. Um, there wasn't, there just wasn't, we didn't have things like that. And mm-hmm. we're seeing more and more, I oversee our, our uh, prayer team and we're seeing more and more mental health kinds of things, yep. addiction kinds of things, yep. alcoholism, pornography. I mean, it's, it's, that's the majority of the kinds of things that we get back um, in our next steps room uh, for prayer. And the church has to be able to speak to those things and really care about those people. Absolutely. Um, and so... That where I was going with that was it mental health something about yeah. mental health you were going to comment on those were all good thoughts on mental health but yeah I don't remember yeah, what I was going to say I, I do think the church has done a very um gosh a very poor job yeah when it comes to mental health I think there's been a let me share the bible verse that will fix you yep if you just read your bible and pray more mm-hmm. um those were kind of our primary tools. And yeah. I think the pandemic revealed that those are, look, Jesus is enough and the scripture is good, but <laughs> just it's not enough to have a quiet time for mental health. Uh, like, absolutely. right? Like, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that sounds heretical. I but, don't think that's but, true, Chad. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But, but I think that 
that is the thing of like, man, we have so much more to do. And and I've even seen some pastors who, who used to tackle those kind of things with pastoral care are now doing the pastoral care, but they're kind of punting to mental health professionals, Mm -hmm. which I think is also a win Mm -hmm. that we're adding this. You probably need to see this person. I, I am not, trained, skilled, educated in this department. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to punt to somebody who is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which I think is a, a I think that's a step in the right direction. But what I also see happening is um, instead of punting it, incorporating it more into the body. Yeah. And I think that's really where it needs to go. That's good. So, you know, I'm a big advocate for even having counselors on staff. Like I feel yeah. like churches that have the resources, of course, um, should have a mental health professional on staff, like a trained counselor, yeah. a Christian counselor. And then also for pastors to incorporate some of that in their pastoral care. So I think probably the majority of the books that I've read in the past two years, um, you know, I mean, we all read different topics, but I've read probably more books on counseling and mental health than any other topic. Um, and yeah, it's even changed the way that I do my own, you know, uh, pastoral counseling not that i try to replace it right but i think that we need to be aware of it and try to you know, incorporate those things the way that we counsel yeah, really good.